suppose I should start recording. Now that all the hilarious stuff is over. Hey, we went through a lot to get this working, Neil. Yeah. You know, James Rolfe, I'll, I'll give him a pass just because in real life he's like this gosh golly gee whiz guy who's just so likable and nice. You know, he's And nothing... then he wears a scat hat. Yeah, what is with that, James? Come on. I, I think that shows just how much power Mike Bataille has over him. Okay. I wonder what kind of pictures he has of him and what kind of barnyard animals involved. Oh, God. Do you ever see one of Mike Bataille's videos? I try not to. He's so terrible. I, I, I have a disturbing amount of good taste. He he did a video a couple of weeks ago, which was like uh, video game hacks. They were like hacked video games, but he wasn't really being specific. I'm like, okay, are they are they graphics hacks? Are they level hacks? What kind of hacks are these? And he was half of them were like uh, Japanese games that were translated, like fan translations. I'm like, well, okay, those are hacks, but it's not really what you think of as a hack. Well, oh, fan translation is they they don't change any of the gameplay. They all they do is just change the uh, change the uh, certain aspects of the game to make it translate. It's not really different. I mean, there, yeah. there's there's there, there's tools that do that on the fly. Yeah, and then the other one that he had on there, there was one on there that was a that was like a, a homebrew, and I'm like, well, that's not a hack at all. It's just a homebrew. Yeah, that's just that's a that's a that's an indie game. Yeah, it's like this guy this guy is stupid. Yeah, and then like finally. Angry Video Game Nerd came out with a new video. I'm like, oh, thank God. And? And uh, it's actually, it was actually okay. Because <laughs> he wasn't like doing his compound, you know, shit phrases. He was actually just doing about 80% of what he, of the curses he had in the video were just like normal curses. It was like, he was like, God damn it. Son of a bitch. And I'm like, whoa. He's, he's using normal language. And I don't, I don't think there was even a skit. Supposed to have some other people popping into the uh, chat stream here, but th- this does add like a whole new dynamic to the podcast, Neil. Yeah. That, that's it. Just yeah. Well, I don't know. I always, I never thought of live podcasting as being that thrilling. <laughs> well, maybe not that thrilling, but is, is there anyone in the bleachers? No one's in the bleachers, Neil. Um, did Mike take off? I think Mike. I think Mike went like a tree and got out of there. <laughs> like a tree and get out of here. But we do have two anonymous guests listening. Yes, this is what the pre-show is really like. A lot of awkward silences. <laughs> well, it's a little bit more than just awkward silences on the pre-show. I mean, we yeah. do have. We do have some occasional jokes and uh, the stuff you hear that you stuff you hear on the actual show that's edited down. <laughs> I'm afraid one of the the two guests here might be me because for some reason it's not listing me as being in the chat. Yeah. yeah, why am I not logged in all of a sudden? God damn it! I don't know. Yeah, this is gonna be really depressing when I log in and uh... yeah. There we go. And one guest. Who is the one guest? If you put a username and password, you can type and we can see it. Did, did Mike respond? No, yeah, I think he took off. Oh, that is like Mike. Like Mike. Damn it, I got this thing working, and 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 no one and and our guest isn't here. How could this have happened? And Kitty Hawk can't be used because she still uh, she still doesn't have full internet yet. Oh. Uh. Oh yeah, I saw that that uh, she overwent her bandwidth or something. Yeah. 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 So did you did you see who's gonna show up in Mystery Inc. next season? No, I didn't. It's gonna be Dino Mud and the Blue Falcon. Yes. Oh, and they're both. Oh, yeah, they're both still alive because uh, Frank Walker does Dino Mud and, uh, and. Gary Owens is dead. Gary Owens is dead. I'm pretty sure. I would have heard about it. Gary Owens is alive. Really? He's old as dirt. He's 76 years old. Oh, right. Yeah. I, I, I would have heard about that. Yep. And here's between, a picture. Between this week in Geek and Mike Blanchard, somebody would have told me. There you go. There's, there's a picture. Yes. But you know they're going to get different voice actors. They better not. Well, Frank Welker's still doing Fred. 
Well, they'll just give everyone just to piss you off. I'm pretty sure Gary Owens is still up for that sort of thing. He, he loves acting. Like, I love the sound of my own voice. The Webcast Beacon Network has been covering and promoting creativity and the creative process since 2007, starting with the Webcomic Beacon, a topical webcomics podcast with a jovial bunch of misfits like your local morning radio show. Also, the Webcomic Beacon Newscast recaps, reviews, and discussions of community and industry news relative to comic creators, especially of digital distribution. Also, the Tropecast, the ever-tangential discussion of literary and visual memes. And finally, Web Fiction World. Before webcomics, there was independent and self-published web-release written fiction and literature. Find this all at webcastbeacon.com. Be sure to grab a master RSS feed or master iTunes feed and not miss a thing. No, don't worry. This is just an experiment. You know what? We can try to do the show just the two of us. Okay. We can make it if we try. I was struggling not to make that reference. <laughs> okay. I gave you the link. And we're going to just have a two-person discussion about censorship in animation. Okay. Okay, so you ready for this? I'm ready. Alright. Hello and welcome again to Animation Aficionados. Tonight we'll be covering the topic of censorship and animation. I am your host, Ben. Join my co-host, TV's Mr. Neil. Open, damn it. Open. So, this, this is the topic of censorship and animation. Brought by the uh, shooting in Aurora, Colorado. At the opening of The Dark Knight Rises. Already things have been happening with DC. DC has decided to delay an issue of Batman Incorporated number three, which is really not that good a book to begin with anyways. But And also the Beware the Batman series, which is CG that looks like shit to begin with. They are going to alter all the guns to not look like guns anymore, but look like... Walkie-talkies? Nerf cannons. And... What does that even do? I mean, what's what's the point of making them non-realistic guns if they just do the same thing that a normal gun would do? It makes them feel better. It does nothing. All it does is make some some pants, pantsy t- parents group be like, "Oh, they're doing something." It makes it makes the uh, makes the companies be like, "Oh, we are listening to our constituents and and, and all this other bullshit." It's Nowhere has there ever been a link between cartoon violence and actual violence. Yeah, I, I hate this reactionary crap. The the people who are, you know, it's it's okay until something bad happens, and now we have to react to it and and do something that isn't really effective at all. And people, you know, you point this you point this out to people. You go, you know, this does nothing. It can be shown that it does nothing, and then they just look you right in the eye and go, well, at least they're doing something. Ugh. God damn it. I know, I know. It's it does nothing. I mean I mean the the fact that, you know, all the work that has been done by Bruce Tim and Paul Dini fighting hard to get real guns in the cartoon shows, instantly undone because of Sam Register saying to go like, Look, I listen to the people. Mm-hmm. And it, it's ridiculous. Like I said, there has never been a, an absolute correlation between any sort of fictional violence and real violence. I mean, you have to go in extreme fringe cases to find it. And those fringe cases are exactly that, fringe cases. I mean, there, there was – what's his name who shot John Lennon because he read uh, A Catcher in the Rye? You know how many years they banned that book because of that? And that is ridiculous. Because people like that, you know, if that didn't set them off, then something else would. You you can't assume that it's the fault of the of the publication itself. It, well, especially he, since the Catcher in the Rye is an overrated piece of trash, anyways. But that's another topic. <laughs> you know, we can we can actually address this without just trashing some of this material. But I mean, it, yeah, Catcher Catcher in the Rye is overrated, but uh, it's kind of a uh, doesn't really have anything to do with what we're saying. I know, but I just, I just love trashing Catcher in the Rye because it's the prototype Fight Club. Oh, well, then that's a piece of shit. Well, you've read it. Yeah. Isn't it the prototype of Fight Club, basically? It is. Yeah, it is. Like I said, it's all all this stuff because, you know, 
because because one guy is not quite screwed right in the head and and decides, oh, I'm having an existential crisis. Oh, I'm gonna be crazy. Oh, I just shot some people. It's <laughs> what? It's and the thing is this: they're talking about making the more square and sci-fi looking. Those are exactly what the guns look like in the Crap Man, the non-gun guns, the, the things that look like uh, like like uh, lamps. They were holding lamps. Like stop when they weren't brandishing their badge. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous that that reactionary actions like this are praised. I'm. <laughs> I mean, now is the time to talk about things like this. I mean, it's it's it. I'm not saying that we someone should do a horribly offensive piece of work just just to be offensive, but but to surrender how we tell stories because of this is the definition of what terrorism is. We are changing our views and the way we act because of terror. That's what terrorism is. Mm-hmm. And and we can't call the Aurora shooter a terrorist per se, but we are certainly reacting to this terrorism like as if he was. Yeah. I mean, it's it's time we stop acting like this reactionary stuff. I mean, we make fun of Frederick Wortham for this kind of bullshit 50 years later, and then someone else does it again, and, and we're not supposed to make fun of them now. I mean, we make fun of, Fre- uh, of Jack Thompson. These are all people cut from the same cloth. Where where they're like, oh oh look here, I I see something, and, and what they see is this whole line of bullshit about uh, about how people have have weak wills and follow line step with fiction. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, cartoons in the eighties and nineties were plagued by this self censorship by people who decided, oh look look at how good people we are, showing what we're doing. You know. Mm-hmm. I I mean. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it undoes all the work Bruce Tim and Paul Dini did. They fought hard getting guns in Batman the Animated Series. They fought hard for it. And the series was that much better because of it, because it didn't shy away from what violence was. Yeah, and it showed the consequences of violence. Yeah, and, and then you and then you had uh, then you had Spider Man where, where everyone down to a street thug has laser pistols and it, it feels so separated and divorced from reality. That you can't take it seriously, and that alone is bizarre because you would think lasers would be would be uh, more dangerous. <laughs> You'd think. Yeah, it's this weird priority that like there are some things that we that we can show and some things we can't. You know, we can you know we could show all the violence we want and get an R-rated movie, but you know we show a boob and you know that'll escalate it to an NC-17. We can show we can show giant robots being violently mutilated, but uh, if Spike says shit, yeah, that gets you PG. <laughs> well, now it would get you an R. Well, no, no, I, no, I think it would still be a PG, but still, because you can you can actually say fuck in a P, in a PG movie. You could say it once. <laughs> I just love how stupid their their system is. Yeah. The, it, it, it's like I said, it's this weird censorship, and, and what I hate most is when it's self-censorship. It's and what I love is when it's actually a body of censors, and someone actually plays them, like like how Bruce Tim played them, like a fiddle. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we need more of. We need we need more of showing how ineffective censorship and self-censorship is in animation because it. I'm against all censorship. If something. You know, there is nothing in a cartoon that would ever provoke a level of violence that re- would require us to censor ourselves in the way we think and talk yeah. or display fiction. It, it, it's ridiculous to say that. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've never seen a direct correlation of violence like that. I doubt I ever will. No. I mean, there's one or two incidents of people, you know, quoting rage when 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 they shoot a teacher, but. <laughs> And number one, I think it was wrong for Stephen King to send, to to ban his own book doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Because I read Rage, and I found it very interesting. But I would never act on any sort of message that Rage had because Rage's message was ultimately you don't do that because it's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've read many books, and and I've never seen it. I've never seen anything that says. Good comes from censorship it, because there's always going to be the next thing that someone's going to find to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Like you said, this is, if, if that didn't set them off, off, something will. 
Yeah. I mean, are you going to ban Beach Boys music because because they used to play with Charles Manson? Yeah, that actually, that's something I was thinking about this weekend. Actually, it was uh, not just that, but like uh, how WWE will not show any footage of Chris Benoit, and I can kind of understand it, understand it, but at the same time, it's kind of uh, erasing history. You, you really shouldn't do that. And the other thing I was thinking of was. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Derek and the Dominoes, uh, the one song Layla. That that coda that's at the end, it's like half the song. That was written by a guy who went crazy and killed his mother. Really? And, yeah, that would be like that would be like radio stations never playing that song again. But you know, thankfully, no one's done that. That you hear that song regularly on on classic rock stations. <laughs> kind of changes your perspective on that song, doesn't it? <laughs> It, it kind of does. It kind of does. It's, but at the same time, we should never ban it just because no, it happened. It's. I mean, I can think of lots of cartoons that could have been better if, if not for self censorship or censorship bodies. Like Spider-Man could have been ultimately a lot better if it wasn't for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it, it's weird that they that they made decisions based on on what a parents group told them or, or what a violence group told them, and it, because cartoon violence. Is cartoon violence? It's a, it's something that happens in it. it. It's just like movie violence. There's action movies. I mean, I mean, is Bruce Willis going to be like, well, in, in Looper, we're not going to shoot people. We're going to hit them with with flowers. I, I mean, <laughs> I guarantee you that there are more children watching Bruce Willis movies out there oh, than yeah. than will watch this new Batman cartoon. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. It's it, it, it's it's almost it's almost natural to say that because I know it's true. I mean, for as much money as these movies pull in, it's it, it's ridiculous. Self censorship never works. All it does is make cartoons really lame. And you know, you look at Japanese society and how how polite and uh, basically it's a whole it's a whole country full of polite people. And yet, you look at their cartoons. What's actually made for children? It's people just beating the shit out of each other. I mean, even in, the ni- even in the nicey-nice cartoons, you will, have, like, once an episode, get someone to just, like, completely backhand someone across the head. And you also have lots of cursing, at least what we would consider yeah. cursing, like, like, you bastard shithead. They say that in Japanese cartoons. Yeah. And, and I'm talking about cartoons for kids. They say that. It's... You have boulders and shit falling on people. I mean, stuff we used to take for granted in Looney Tunes cartoons, they just do in regular old, you know, broadcast TV. Yeah. But it's just such a weird thing, this self-censorship thing. It's, it's, this is the wrong reaction, and I condemn Sam Register for doing it. I mean, he, in, in this article I sent you, Neil, he, ta- he talks about how, the, how they, how they uh, try to, you know, try to be sympathetic and stuff like that and, and this is the wrong way of doing it mm-hmm. it's i actually i actually rewatched dark knight rises yesterday and and i have to say that uh i have to say that it works you know it's it's still a great movie and it's the least violent of the batman movie really? batman christopher nolan batman movies it is the least violent it's and it it was a great movie. It's a, it, but like I said, I I still think that you know people react to the to the uh, Aurora, Colorado shooting are going to react for the next year or so, and it, it's a disproportionate reaction. I think. Yeah, it's kind of it reminds me of the way people reacted to Columbine. How you know suddenly video games were under fire, and there was that whole thing about you know did Wolfenstein and Doom cause this? And I was like, fuck you. And now that's starting to come up again now. There are people blaming this on cartoons and video games. Well, it, which is ridiculous because Columbine, it's... Well, one of them did name their shotgun Arlene, mm-hmm. which was a character in the Doom novels. And the Doom novels are shit to begin with, so I think they just had a bad, a, a serious case of bad taste to begin with. But that's another story. And... <laughs> It, it's just it's just such a bad situation because there's always going to be a crazy person. You know what I mean? Yeah, there. And it, like I said, it doesn't really matter what the what the subject matter is. If that if this didn't uh, push them over the edge, then something else would have. It's absolutely misdiagnosing the problem. Absolutely, there. The problem is 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 the fact that we have we have places where 
these things can happen. That, that's another that's another subject, but I I still think that's one of the biggest problems here that that there are places where this can happen, and and I I have a theory about why these this can happen, but I'll get way too deep into politics <laughs> for a show about animation. It, I I just really think that animators and should, themselves should never try to self censor themselves because of a thing like this that happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a national tragedy. I I can agree that it is a tragedy that this happened. Mm-hmm. I, but the biggest thing I have to say is the biggest tra- tragedy at all <clears throat> is changing how you do business because of this. That is terrorism. That is what terrorism does. Yeah. It's you changing how you act because of someone else. Yeah. And, 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 and kudos to the people who uh, who are just who are like, you know what, I, I'm going to go see this movie, you know, in spite of this. You know, I'm not going to let this frighten me or. Let this get me down. You know, kudos to anyone who says that. Yeah, I actually went yesterday. I was wearing I was wearing a T-shirt uh, that says "Gun through, Gun Control is is handling a gun in both hands and hitting your target." <laughs> and no one said anything to me. But I live in wow. Texas. Well, yeah, of course. No, no, no one even blinked an eye. It's, I didn't even realize what shirt I was wearing until I was there. I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> is someone <laughs> going to say something?" <laughs> extremely self-conscious. Well, if you if you wore that in like I don't know California or New Jersey, they'd be like, "Hey, probably." But like I said, I don't I don't self censor, and 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 neither should the animators. It's, I mean, when did the the self censorship really start? You think, Neil? Was it the eighties, or do you think it was always there as a self censorship? Versus, I think a, it was a very gradual thing. Probably as far back as animation goes, just people thinking that, you know, within within five years of something coming out, you know, they, they think, oh, we're more enlightened now. We, we, we can't be doing stuff like that anymore. I mean, even even the original King Kong, like, yeah, literally five years after it came out, they cut a whole bunch of scenes out that were like really risque. And they thought that audiences were too sophisticated to see these things. And for years that 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 completed movie was lost and then somebody finally found a print of it thank god i remember they they made the sequel to king kong a lot more gentle oh god that that wasn't really part of that cuz that sequel came out so fast that they didn't really have time to really choreograph the uh, stop motion scenes that they had in the first movie they they were literally on the island for maybe 20 minutes and a lot of that was just the the human characters talking there was Almost, I don't know, maybe five minutes of stop motion total. Well, what was it, Son, Son of Kong, and they made Son, King Kong's son like very gentle and yeah, he was very gentle and really nicey nice and cartoony, but that was not nearly as bad as what they did to the King Kong movie. <laughs> I can't believe I, I that Neil also saw Son of Kong because I thought that that was a lost film because I no one ever talks about it. Well, I I bought like a King Kong box set. A few years ago, and that was in it, along with uh, uh, Mighty Joe Young. Why is Mighty, Mighty Joe Young in that list? Because it was a Willis O'Brien movie, and he was the stop motion animator on that. But because uh, it's it's thematically it's similar to King Kong, except the grill lives at the end, mm. and it's it's also the it's also a Ray Harryhausen movie, which was kind of like a neat extra to throw in there. When I went to get the movie, it was either get that or get the get the tin case version, which just had the movie King Kong in it. It was like, hmm, I can get three movies or this tin case, both at the same price. I'll get the three movies. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, censorship. It's uh, can we blame Loose Hammer at all? Um, I don't know for what censorship. I don't. In what way? I don't know. Really know what he does. Loose Hammer. Yeah, I know who Loose Hammer is, but he's that's more like. More like cost cutting and laziness. That's not really. Well, today's episode was about friendship. That was that was more like him not wanting to show really complex animation, like like something falling out of the sky. That's not really a violent thing, but it's something that's way too hard for filmation to animate. I know, but what about the, today's episode was about friendship and that was ad hoc. That was <laughs> that was totally like. They even admitted to that. They just said, you know, we just wrote the episode however we, we want, and then we just tech. There was some guy they hired just to find a moral in the mess in the cartoon somewhere. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame 
Usheimer for that. So that, it, that it, was it's... um that was um uh just appeasing the 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 network or not not even the network just the the uh, the parent teachers groups. So what about what about the so is it more Sunbo's fault then? I don't know. That's kind of the same thing. Well, they had to have that point system that uh, that was described to us. That's true. That yeah, that is kind of self censorship. But you know they they still had like a lot of violence. They pushed they pushed the envelope hard. Yes, they did. It's even even with people jumping out of their jets the moment they explode. And there's always parachutes. And yeah, you know that shouldn't it, even have mattered because you because know, the shrapnel would have killed them. <laughs> but. Really? So the beginning of true self-censorship, in your opinion, began in the 90s then with with, with our favorite subject, 90s Marvel animation. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, self-censorship has always been around, but yeah, it got really bad in the 90s. Because Marvel animation is notorious for the laser guns. Yeah. I mean, X-Men had them, Spider-Man had them. I can't think of a, of a single show that they did that had real guns. I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I imagine, they, they never showed it, but I imagine that the guy who uh, killed Uncle Ben used a laser gun and Uncle Ben, like, disintegrated. Or, or looked like Uncle Owen. I, oh, I was just going to go there. <laughs> yeah, it was like somebody in in Marvel Productions went to see Star Wars in in the mid seventies and had an epiphany. It's like, Hey, I know what we can do. I know how we can get around this gun restriction. We'll have laser guns. Yeah. And, and the, the laser guns always look so, so terrible in, in these cartoons. It, it's a, I, I mean, they don't look anything like a real gun. They, they just look like, Oh, here's a, uh, here's a laser gun. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks ridiculous. It's it's other things like the the Fox Spider-Man cartoon. They couldn't call the Sinister Six the Sinister Six. They had to call them the Insidious Six. God, <laughs> just calling them sinister added too many points on the violent scale. Yeah. Oh, I, I got something better for that, you, Neil. The sinister Six ranks higher than a loud door knock, <laughs> or a wave crashing over somebody. Yeah. It's. Oh, I forgot to mention one thing. The the, the shitty Amazing Spider-Man movie had a lot of self-censorship. Because, you know, Spider-Man's a wanted fugitive and the police are out to get him. You know what they were shooting at, at, at Peter Parker, Spider-Man, to try to get him? What? Electric taser bullets. <sighs> Why? Because they're stupid. It's, it's self-censorship. And... Let's just blame, yeah, it, it's 90s Marvel fault. Our, our favorite whipping boy on this show. And anyone who talks about how great this 90s Marvel is, just, just remember, these are the people that willingly self-censor, that weren't willing to, you know, because Batman, the animated series, aired on Fox as well as the Spider-Man series. Mm-hmm. It aired on the same network. They were the same exact censor groups. And Bruce Tim was able to waltz in and say, well, we have to have real guns or else we'll confuse the kids who just saw Batman Returns. And somehow they bought that. And then, and then, and then the John Zipper waltz in and comes out saying, okay, no guns. I mean, it, it's the exact same group of people, the exact same censors. How does that happen, Neil? I don't know. And and it it's it's things like that. It's things like that that makes you go, well, well, gee, this is what's wrong with with, with our entertainment. We we let politicians and and terrorists decide how we tell our stories now. And and that that's one of the biggest problems we have with it. We have we have these stories we have to tell, and and we can't tell them the way we want to anymore because. Because we might offend a parent group because oh this there was a shooting a week ago, mm-hmm. and and those things are unrelated. Because th- th- this guy was crazy to begin with. He was so crazy, in fact, that local gun groups wouldn't let him in because he they knew he was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean the Aurora shooter. Yeah. He was crazy. There, there, there's no there's no, there's no two things about it, and and you can't. 
Scotch guard the world for crazy. As Pendulette would say, you cannot nerf the world. Scotch guard's a much better visual metaphor, I think. I know, but people know what nerf is. It's a, it's a substance that it, it it conjures an immediate idea of what it is. It's like uh, something that's soft, spon- spongy, rubbery, plasticky thing. Whatever, whatever nerf is. It like you like make a gun out of like make a make a car out of a nerf material and yeah. That way, when people crash, it's just a poof. Although, have you ever have you noticed how extreme nerf has gotten in recent years? It's like it's like it's nerf or nothing. It's like it's just foam. Well, you know they have a nerf. Uh, Nerf automatic uh, uh, chain gun, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. It's like they they make it, it, when I was when I was a kid, Nerf made made like foam rubber balls and like you know you know football and soccer and baseball things that you know didn't work because you'd hit them and they just like plop onto the ground because they have nothing to them. But now now it's like foam dart guns and they they own super soaker it's time for intermission boys and girls do you like retro shows did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s then tune into telecast geekcastradio.com's newest podcast join us here on the telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows such as clarissa explains it all salute your shorts saved by the bell and much much more only on geekcastradio.com Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe news, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe talk meets sports talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. And we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding, kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. And we okay. Seriously, this is just getting ridiculous now. It's what's on Joe Mind every week on the Geekcast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good. No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Mask to Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Mask Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us at iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. Hello, hello. Hey, hey joining us is joining us is Tom Revore. I'm somewhere between San Antonio and Dallas. Uh, we're doing a topic on on uh, censorship and animation. Oh boy, one of my favorite subjects. So yes, uh, they are replacing the regular guns in Beware the Batman with sci-fi laser pistols in response to the Aurora shooting. Now, are they saying? I mean, just the guns that Alfred was supposed to be using, or all guns totally? All guns totally. Okay, that's kind of stupid. Uh, that, that's even worse than like the laser beams which they used on the original G.I. Joe card because you can't show bullets. I just pretended those were tracer rounds. <laughs> no, they were laser beams. No, they made the pew 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 sound, Ben. I, I, pre- I pretended those were those were those were uh, those were silencers with tracer <laughs> no. beams. Let me have my fantasy, damn it. <laughs> You're getting fantasies, nothing compared to reality. Okay, so so what we were talking about is basically the Aurora shooting and, and how people that change and self-censor themselves because of it, this is this is what terrorism is. We we can't say that the, that the Holmes of Aurora was a terrorist per se, but the way we respond to it is 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 essentially what terrorism is. We are letting the terror of this affect how we act from today onward, and, and that's what—that's exactly what terrorism is. Well, I won't say it's terrorism. I mean, I, he was a terrorist. His intention was to create fear and death. So no matter whether he's, they can say that he's not associated with any terrorism groups, that may be true, but he was a terrorist. However, how we react, you're absolutely right. This is a, one of the standard Hollywood liberal knee-jerk reactions. Let's not think about what's happening. Let's not take it and spin it to where 
we can use this as a lesson that guns can kill, guns can hurt, but when used responsibly, I'm gun. I think we're going to have to call you, Tom. And after I give such a great speech. It's okay. I actually I think it cleared up. I, I think we, I think cleared up. But yeah, it's the the biggest problem is is self censorship doesn't solve anything. I mean, this is this is exactly like when what's his name shot John Lennon and they banned uh, for a couple of years Catcher in the Rye. And and, and that book is is, a, is is you know Neil said it best that you know if that didn't set him off, something else would have. Well, and uh, yeah, it, it, it was the worst thing with. Uh, the Lennon shooting wasn't even that. Uh, I don't know how many people are old enough to remember the TV show The Greatest American Hero. I remember it. Do you remember the circumstances around that? Um, the, lead, the lead character's name was Hinkley, the same as the shooter of John Lennon. So for the second season, they changed his name. They either referred to him as Handley or Hardy or just generally Mr. H. And then in the third season, they brought Hinkley back. But the liberal knee-jerk reaction was, we have to change this so we don't upset people. I'm sorry, it's not their job to make sure people are not upset. Part of television, part of cartoons, is to create a reaction, an emotional reaction. And how you handle that is just as important as what occurs. Well, yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's, it's this, this whole making the guns look like nerf guns is not going to solve anything is ultimately in the end there's still going to be violence there's still going to be crazy people with guns well it's like the hollywood excuse me hollywood the california law which became a national thing of having toy guns with the little orange tips on the end of it i've always wondered why criminals just don't paint a little orange tip on the end of their guns and cops go oh that's a toy no no, 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 no. It does no good except make some people feel better that they actually did something. We actually talked about this on our toy commercial episode where, where the reason why that happened was because some kid had a, had a Megatron and, and tried to intimidate a cop in New York City. I don't think it was a Megatron, although the Megatron, the um, Masterpiece Megatron figures were affected by this. It was just a regular toy gun that looked like a, uh, a, a regular pistol. And yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You take a toy gun and you start waving it around at a cop who is in a dangerous situation already. Where because the situation was they were hunting down a perp, and yeah, it's going to be shoot first, ask questions later. You don't wait to see. Oh, is, is that plastic or is that metal? No, your life is in danger and you react accordingly. And a lot of people don't take that into consideration. If, if it if, Let's take the flip side. Let's say that this kid had a real gun that he shot and killed that police officer. Do you think that people would be up in arms about that? No. But the reaction, the non-thinking, knee-jerk, no-brain reaction is that guns are evil. Toy guns are even more evil. People can't think for themselves. And and I we've nailed down the 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 beginning of real cartoon censorship self-censorship really it was 90s marvel it was what 90s marvel nope 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 go back even earlier than that i i've always used this as my example and that is the 1970s super friends a full of seasons where they weren't even allowed to throw a punch because that was the general consensus of the intelligentsia where they talk the villain down and the villain was always a goofball they talked him down where he was a peacefully no, no. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a lot of it comes through from the Dr. Spockian BS where you don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to do anything that would scar them mentally or emotionally. Now, maybe some scarring is good from time to time. You learn not to do that. You stick your hand in a flame. You're going to learn not to stick your hand in a flame after that. Well, that, that's, that's that's certainly true. Like I said, I, I just I just think that the reaction it's 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 just the saddest thing to to see that this happens because they already canceled or delayed an issue of Batman over this shooting because they said that something similar happens to it. And I won't be surprised that when they release it that it, the it's not even similar at all that they decided just to do that just to make it sound like they are, uh, you know, emotionally in touch. I mean, that was one of the things I was talking about is that we heard from Warner Brothers. We heard from uh, Christopher Nolan. We heard from the actors in The Dark Knight Rises. 
we did not hear word one from Dan DiDio, Jim Lee, or anybody over at DC, the publishers of the Batman comic, who has more invested in the character than anybody else. This is simply, and now hearing this, which is their reaction, they did a uh, special edition of Batman years ago, I think this was in the late 90s, called, um, it was not Spectre of the Gun, that's a Star Trek episode, uh, but it it was anti-gun message, and it wasn't saying that guns are bad or guns are good. It was saying this is the situation: guns were used to kill somebody who was being bullied in a high school situation, and it had information as to who to contact for more information and things like that. That I have no problem with. They could have done something similar with this, you know, things to look out for. They could have had a page eliminate the letters page for one issue, as they've done with some things in the past, and go through and have an interview with a psychiatrist or psychologist talking about how these things can affect people, you know, numbers for people to contact who need assistance from situations like that. It could have been spun to a positive thing. The reaction is always going to be pull it, change it. Don't bother to do the facts. Don't bother to do the truth. The fact is after 1950, most shootings that happen that the mass shootings that happen, that have more than three victims happen in places where guns are barred from entering Virginia tech. It's a, you know, it's a, I'm going to go slightly into politics here, Neil gun free zones should be called slaughter zones. I, I, I've always said that, you know, places that are marked gun free zones. What do we actually call them? Target ranges. There is no way for people to shoot back. The ones who are going to be following the law are going to be the unarmed ones. Ab- absolutely. And, and it's it, the problem. The problem is the, the idea that, that you know you can you can psychologically massage away the idea of violence from from children by not exposing them to it. It's it's ha- has anybody here ever seen like a schoolyard before? There are there are kids pushing each other around all the time. You can't you can't you can't make children nicety nice. I mean children are little bastards. Are children? It's a, it's a learning lesson in situations like that. Um, my ex-wife is an elementary school teacher in an area that's not exactly the best and they had their school going locked down a couple of times because a perp has been in the area seen in the area or chased into the area by the uh, local authorities and what does she do with it she explains what's happening to the kids she says this is why we're doing that this is the reaction that we have to do to protect you and the kids learn from that that is a proper reaction don't just if you go through and not explain anything these kids are going to be more afraid of what's going on and you may actually drive some of them into a reaction that you don't want them to have. Kids are a lot smarter than you give them credit for. And that's, that's true. Like I said, you can't massage away, you know, gun violence yeah. from from children. It's if, if it's if it's not going to be in a cartoon, they're going to find it somewhere. And like I said, there's going to be more people watching the latest Bruce Willis movie than are going to watch the new Batman cartoon. Yeah, and it really is. It's I have a healthy respect for guns. I will never use a gun. And I say this publicly, I've said it before, uh, if I'm ever going to have to kill somebody, it's going to be in self-defense, and it's going to have to be something I have to really work for and will live with me. A gun, you point it, you pull it. That's not the gun's fault. That is the person who is pulling the trigger, and it makes it too easy. And this could be a situation for learning. I mean, the kids, after Columbine, people learned a lot. They learned some of the things to look out for in the psychology of, some of these tortured kids. They with this, this can be the same thing. This is someone who, uh, uh, you, who's I think personally, I mean, this, and this is all speculation, folks. Uh, the shooter in the um, uh, Batman shootings, the Dark Knight Rises shootings, has gone. Through, uh, he's claimed amnesia. He doesn't remember anything, and he's setting up an insanity defense. And that's this is something that we need to watch out for as well censorship doesn't do anything waving a magic wand and saying oh this never happened this never happened i mean that's something straight out of the doctor spock and even though frederick wortham has proven to be an idiot with the uh, seduction of the innocence going the complete opposite direction barring any mention of this stuff is the reaction that they had to frederick wortham it's the reaction they had to this stuff now and rather than using it it's become they pull the covers over your head and hide 
Absolutely. It's we, we this isn't the time to hide. This isn't the time to censor ourselves. This is the time where we where we tell the stories we have already. We tell the stories that we have. We tell new stories that explore why and we don't we don't hide from it. We don't we don't say, well, we can't talk about why this happened. We can't talk about anything related to why this happened. We can't even have guns and cartoons anymore for a while because of this happened. And and it it, it just sickens me that Sam Register this is his knee-jerk reaction to it, and and he basically, in in one foul move, undid the work that Bruce Timm and Paul Dini put so hard into, by, by getting guns in Batman the Animated Series. They had to fight for that. Exactly. Uh, one of the best episodes of uh, Greg Wiseman's Gargoyle series was a gun learning episode where uh, the character, of the, yep, uh, where Elisa Mazza, who's a cop leaves her gun out, and one of the gargoyles, the younger one, Broadway, starts playing around with it and accidentally shoots her. And they carry, I mean, they talk about this. They show what happened. They show that guns can be bad, guns can be good, and it had a lasting effect. The character was injured for a number of episodes after that as she healed. That's the way to do it. I completely applaud Weissman and crew for doing that the way they did it. It wasn't a reaction like this one. I mean, it, I've seen the promos pictures beforehand. You know, Alfred has guns and he's going to be out there a six gun shooter. Uh, great. You want to have something like that? I mean, I, I think it should be Jim Gordon out there or a police officer out there, but it could be spun positively. Changing that around to pew pew guns is, <laughs> is nonsense. I mean, you might, you might as well give them Nerf guns and just go at it. It's just it's just a weird thing where you have you have a setting that's mostly even setting wise you have a setting that's mostly what reality is and then oh there's laser guns and everyone that would have a gun down to the bad guys to the cops have laser guns it's a, it's a weird thing like it it brings you out of the reality of the situation they're trying to paint you into yeah they could have even still done this in a realistic thing I mean instead of guns give them tasers which is a realistic thing. Uh, and like I, I've said before, I mean, spinning it to where guns can be shown in a positive and negative light, uh, show that a tool is a tool, and how you use it is what's the important thing. But no, that is, yeah, this is, excuse me, this is mindless reaction. This is, it's 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 nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. Yes, it's a yeah. Comic book resources has an article about this. It's a. I, I, like I said, I can't believe that the, that I actually I can believe that Sam Register reacted this way. It's uh, because this is this is what he this is what he's like. I mean, and it, it's 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 all com- committee think uh, what what can give us a positive reaction today in the news. Yeah, it's it's feel good mentality. You know, I'm doing something. Oh, uh, these people may be scared by guns because of this one situation. I'll rub their backs and make it go away. And it's no. I will say on the Colorado shooting, I completely applaud the reaction from Christopher Nolan, from Christian Bale, from Anne Hathaway, from Tom Hardy, from all the rest of them on the cast and crew, and from Warner Brothers. The way that they've handled this, I think they have done a spectacular job and deserve to be applauded. I mean, if you haven't seen Dark Knight Rises yet, go see it. It is still a very good film. And Warner Brothers does not deserve to be punished because they made a damn good film. Because they did, of they one lunatic. I, I mean, you know, it's bad things happen in movie theaters because there's a large concentration of people. There was a, I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, when Watchmen came out, there was a guy who committed suicide during that movie. Oh God. Well, I, I, I've seen Watchmen. I can understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Poor taste, oh, but I'm laughing anyways. Oh. Hey, at least I didn't ask what colors Chris McCullough's eyes were. Oh gosh. But but yeah, it's I, I black have humor to say. exists for a reason. So so Neil Neil, what what is your takeaway in all this? But basically, what I said at the beginning at before Tom showed up was that it's just the wrong reaction. It's trying to nerf the world instead of uh, Scott's card. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> instead of yep. uh, addressing the problem that that is really going on here. If they had gone through and had the laser guns or, or whatever from the outset, from when the design, saying that these were uh, things from Wayne Industries as an attempt to be stun guns, I mean, I could live with that. 
But no, if this is a reaction and not from the original plans, then this is yeah, this is just bad and deserves to be reacted to in such. Not a knee-jerk reaction. Think about what they're doing, folks. Don't have the same type of reaction they do. Think about what you're doing. Think about what they think. Think about what you think and then go for it with forethought, with actual intelligence being applied to it rather than just a knee-jerk reaction. Saying, well, this is censorship, this is bad. No, censorship can be used for positive things as well. This is not one of those positive things. This is just a mindless reaction. Absolutely. And with that, we'll wrap up here. Uh, this year's Ben. With TV's Mr. Neal. And from 910 Comics, I'm Thomas Ward. Visit us over at 910-910-CMX.com. And we're saying uh, good night. It's Nerf or nothing. <laughs> Face it. You're either on one end of a Nerf weapon or the other. Time to choose! So, you better think about getting yourself a bow and arrow or a Nerf missile storm. Excuse me, don't you just love this? Or an arrow storm! Or a very good hiding place. Don't you get it? It's Nerf or nothing! Uh, okay, they're changing they're changing the guns and beware the Batman to look like sci-fi laser guns. That I Okay, Tom, you're sort of breaking in and out. Neil? Uh I got nothing of that. Okay. <laughs> Tom, Tom you're, you're breaking in and out. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I think that was a <laughs> failure pile of the saddest bowl. Tom, everyone. <laughs>